sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Two sides of the story. That is Tom's sides. And that is Sean's sides. To answer your question... I was going to say, to answer your question pre-podcast, I do not have birds, but I do have a fucking city of birds inhabiting my deck, and our back door is open, and I'm in the basement, so there's like a direct line in a way. Hopefully, the people won't hear it through, because a lot of the background noise kind of disappears when you're talking, but... Um, oh, I, I I hear it crystal clear, so I, I think it's going to make the recording. <laughs> okay, funny. so, if those of you can hear it, like, Sean's not a crazy bird lady, he has... No. A yard. Deck birds. Okay. Classic deck birds. All right. Fucking A. Yeah, they're assholes. They wake you up at like four in the fucking morning sometimes. You're like, I'm going to have to have a bird apocalypse, but I don't want to be a bird slaughterer, especially because their wings are so tiny. It's not even worth the bite. <laughs> fucking sparrows. How you doing? Yeah, things are pretty good. How about yourself? We've been in uh, a weird loop of missing podcasts and not talking to each other, and it's a weird time. It's a weird time to be alive, Tom. Yeah, it's the transition from going back to, like, a steady schedule to back to shift work. Yeah, it's not just that. We're so fucking reliable with this podcast. We've hit, like, every Monday with the occasional hiccup here and there for fucking two years, and we work regular jobs and have fucking regular lives and women and... Like a whole plethora of shit that we fucking have to do, and sometimes it's gonna be a little bit delayed. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Like as I said on the the last release episode, like I was going away for a bachelor party, and I texted you like, Sean, I've looked at the fucking life I'm gonna live for this weekend. I can't. There's no way I can record an episode. There's just no way. And like I don't want to like bring a laptop with me on a plane for like if I'm not gonna use it. And like, fuck. Boy, oh boy, was I right! Because the the night after, the day after the bachelor party, I woke up at six in the fucking evening with hopes of flying back. Nice. Did the bachelor uh, have fun? Fuck, he had a great time. Yeah, he had a great fucking time, and that's what it's all about. Like, I'm not gonna go into the details of like what went on because, like, because like there's like the there's the rule of like what happens at a bachelor party kind of stays at the bachelor party. I will say that. Like, at one point, he took my phone and then texted the bride-to-be, and, like, she saw some of the stuff, like, we were up to because it was written on a fucking t-shirt for him. Yeah. And, um, well, that didn't go over well. Oh, God. I'll say. That's weird. Like, and so, like, I was in the doghouse for, like, a little bit, so she's just like, I agree to any of this stuff. And I'm just like, hold on, hold on. Like, it's it's not as bad as you think. Like, like none of us yeah. are going to make him do, like... Like, People can paint me. pictures, whatever they want, yeah. in their own head, but they never know. Basically, what happens at all bachelor parties is we just sit around and play cards and talk. We don't talk to anyone or do anything. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. You yeah, have to like, fucking have a leeway, and you have to know <clears throat> know the person and stay within the lines of like a certain boundary, obviously. But at the same time, it's the whole point of the whole tradition of it is for your guys to take you out and to do what you guys do together has nothing to do yeah. with the bride you know what i mean it's just about getting fucked up and having a good time with the boys and embarrassing yeah. the groomsmen a little bit or not the groomsmen sorry the bachelor 
Yeah, exactly. And like and that's what it was. It was just like a series of events of just putting him on the spot, making him feel embarrassed and like yeah. but like he was gung ho about the list. We had a time. Uh like I'll yeah. like like it, it was just all around a great fucking time and he like awesome. went up to me, he's like he like, went up to me at like the end of the night and went like, dude, this was exactly what I wanted. Thank you so nice. much. I'm like that's fucking awesome. nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. It's funny when you set things up like that and you gotta go through the motions, you know everything's gonna work out all right, but you always have that little bit of angst where you're like, Fuck, will it work exactly the way I want it to? I hope he has a good fucking time and then when you do and everything plays out, you're like, ah, I don't know why I was a little bit nervous about it. Everything if it's me and them, we're fucking fine. We'll have a great time, you know. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah, so it worked out really well. It worked out really well. How was your uh weekend? It was pretty good. I actually stayed in the city for once this weekend, and it was fucking nice to go around and do a bunch of shit. I went garage sailing. Ha, big shock. Picked up some pretty fucking cool swag here and there, which was always a nice thing. It's funny. You never know what the fuck you're looking for. You get out there hunting, and you're like, you are coming home with me, and you are coming home, and you are coming. No, I didn't get that much shit, but. I love the term hunting, because if you look at, like, hunting from its real definition. Yeah. Like, you gotta be discreet. You gotta hide. You gotta, you know, be not patient, necessarily hide, but you need Where's, to be like a predator. You know, you need to be ready yeah. to kill. And that's exactly yeah. what I am. When I walk into a place, I'm scanning. I look at every item on every table very quickly because it's a competition. There's other motherfuckers there. If they see it before you see it, and two hands reach, and their hand gets a little closer before you're fucked. You fucked up. You just let something slip away to some fucking asshole. So when you get in there, you gotta have a fucking killer mentality. Like I'm gonna kill. I'm going to kill to get that Christmas house if I have to. You walk in there like a fucking psychic. The eyes, you get fucking crazy eyes. They're like heightened a little bit. And you're fucking posture. And Crystal's like, calm the fuck down, Sean. It's just a garage sale. And I'm like, no, I will not calm down. I am a hunter and I am hunting treasures. That's the attitude you have to have. If you don't have that attitude, you're a loser and you're not going to ever get anything cool. It's just how it works. <laughs> Uh, way to make a mundane thing seem so badass so i stand by my story i was i'm a hunter treasures (laughs) i know what it takes that's the thing right and that's why i have a lot of good scores it is what it is i had this uh so we found these two cool ass metal dogs that some artists made and they were selling them for a ridiculously awesome price. And I always, I threw my like spiel out at the end that I always give to people. I'm like, by any chance, do you have any pennies? Looking to do a penny floor one day. Just wondering if you have any you'd like to sell. And this old lady's like, you know what? I think I have a jar somewhere. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I'd already bought these dogs off her. I stood in her driveway, no word of a lie, for probably 15 minutes for her. It's like, where the fuck is this lady? And she came, out, she came back and she brought me seven pennies. <laughs> seven fucking pennies and i was like thank you so much and i'm like oh god damn it sean <laughs> and this poor woman was probably in her house like now where did i put those pennies running around fucking looking for them <laughs> it was just a funny moment where you're like thank you so much but like you it's know, not what i meant but it's yes. not quite but, but hey i took them and i added them to the jug so one day they'll be part of a floor somewhere sometime now you never know fucking right all right i what i was sorry go ahead no you sounded like you had a question to ask i was gonna move on so no i just like whenever you sound like 
when you were going on your spiel about how like you're a hunter of garage sales it's just like can you imagine indiana jones that are like a garage sale just going belongs in a museum yeah well you know even better imagine this he sees something he goes for it but an international businessman reaches out and grabs it first that's the movie that's the movie tom and he's like damn it that belongs in a museum. But he fucked up. He didn't get there in time. He didn't have enough of a hunter's mentality. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's a scene in any Indiana Jones movie we never got. And speaking of, I saw the most recent Indiana Jones movie. I heard they were, that there was a new one out. That's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's an Indiana Jones film. Um, not exactly what I would have done with it, with like with the thing that they were doing. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I heard it, it, an ode to it where like it was an ode to like all the good old days. In a sense, my friend's mom went and saw it and she was like, It was it was good. She did that. She's yeah, like, it was, yeah. it was good. Meaning like you didn't yeah. quite get what you wanted, but there was enough that it was good. Well, the one thing that you don't get from this Indiana Jones film, and I think it's because he's older now. Like yeah. they were kind of chalking it up to that. But what it was is um you know Indiana Jones is always the smartest person in the room. He knows the puzzle before we even know that there's a puzzle. Yeah. And the fact that there was none of that, or it didn't seem like there was any of that, kind of bothered me. Like, you know, yeah. in the opening scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark, they have, like, don't go through the light. And you're like, why? Like, why wouldn't you go through the light? And then you see, like, the fucking arrow go. Yeah. And you're just like, that's why you don't go through the fucking light. Yeah. Like they're like that. He's an expert of all experts, right? That was the point. Yeah, he was. And the it seems like like this Indiana Jones is retiring from not the same university at a different like it looks like a community college where people yeah. don't even care about the course that he's teaching. And um, can I ask a question? Just because I did like hear that this is before the movie was made. I heard that they wanted uh, Harrison Ford to take and to do an ode to the Sean Connery role of his father where he was kind of a bit of a blunderer and like had not quite as sharp as he used to be. Is there any flavor of that or is it completely There's... a different direction than that? Cause I heard that uh, that's not... what he was going for. And that's why he, cause like his dad was like a blundering idiot at times in Indiana Jones three, where you're like, you're supposed to be an expert. What the fuck are you doing? So I just wonder if that was kind of the direction of what you're picking up on where he was no longer the smartest in the room. He was going for his dad, like following yeah. his yeah, there was there was a bit of that, and I like yeah. and I like that sense. Just curious, but like, but like, I didn't. All that stuff didn't bother me. Like, you just see a different version. Like you're seeing Indiana Jones at fucking eighty years old. Yeah, but the one thing they did is they did like um they did really good CGI when they had a, like cutscenes of a younger Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, like, I'm not sure if you like remember watching the Indiana Jones movie, like Harrison Ford as a young man has like a distinctly different voice than he does today where yeah. he's like enunciates and doesn't mumble yeah. or doesn't that, sound like a grumpy that old voice man. is like my childhood when i hear him talking it's like it can put you to sleep it's a good fucking voice yeah. so so anyway they did this whole cgi thing but they didn't do anything about the voice so you have like young indiana jones but he sounds like a fucking 80 version harrison ford and you're just like ah like it takes you out of it just like a little bit yeah for sure because like like the like the old the, the younger Indiana Jones like had like 
personality, let's just say. Yeah. And he doesn't seem to have it in his older age, which, like, I get. Yeah. But I will say, like, all in all, like, it's, honestly, it was worth going to go see. Nice. I I enjoyed it. Well, that's good. That's what it's all about. It's nice, and it's so weird, such a weird era that we're in in movies, because a lot of the ideas have been done. And so now there, there's been a lot of remakes, a lot of uh, prequels, a lot of like uh, number fives coming out. And it, it happens in every generation, obviously, where you start to redo things and, you know, you're just trying to like. I, I wouldn't know. say that it happens in every generation. Look at the first films. No one's made Casablanca too. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean like <laughs> in the 80s is when it really started where there was like uh, Last Man Standing and number 45 came out and <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like they just keep going and going and going with ideas and beating it to death. And now it's like worse than it's ever been, obviously, in certain ways. There's still lots of original content coming out, but it's a lot of mm-hmm. <clears throat> The Simpsons did it as like a constant thing where you're like it's been done already how do you do it differently and when you do like an indiana jones 5 you're trying to do odes to the original but you're still trying to tell an independent story that can live on and you're like it it can be a really hard thing to navigate yeah and like you know they did a lot of things well um and it was like a nice farewell to indiana jones yeah and like you kind of like and they do a thing where like how they kind of ended the fourth one where the hat kind of goes away and they're just like nobody grabs it last second so you kind of like to nod that like the adventure isn't over yet but you're just like easy what is he gonna do be indiana jones and a fucking walker using his whip prolongs a fucking museum yeah there comes a time right it is every everything has to end eventually which is weird, you know, in a, when they're trying to capture that for the fans. It's an interesting thing. It's too bad Short Round wasn't a part of it. It would have been awesome if they could have uh, had that interaction a year sooner. There is. There's, like, a new Short Round, though, which I like. Is there? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, there's, like, a new there's like a new Short Round. Like, there wasn't, like, you know, just, like, a different little kid that follows uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge around. It's fucking – it was sweet. Honestly, worth the watch. Mads Mikkelsen's is always a great bad guy. I mean, I didn't – I don't hate any of the Indiana Jones movies. I do think the first three are, like, prime. Yeah. But, like, four and five, I will go and say, are very watchable and I would dare say good movies. They are yeah. Indiana Jones films. And, like, my order of these films go in, like, of, like, favorite versions of these films go in order of when they were released. Like, one, two, three, four, and five are probably my favorite in that yeah. order. I think so, it's one, three, two, four right now for me. Really? I love you didn't the, care for the third one is like my most I'd almost go three one two. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed that for the third one as a kid, especially. Like it's just, it just holds the most nostalgia factor for me. I do like it because it's like Sean Connery and all that stuff. Yeah, but I watched all the James Bond movies with my dad too, and like watched Sean Connery and then watched mm. Indiana Jones movies with my dad. So it was like a big moment where you're like, "Holy right. fuck, that father and son!" And like I remember that from being a kid, so that's part of it too. I'm guessing. I had the same. I had the same kind of childhood too. Like it was like watching all the Sean Connery ones, and then you're just like, "Oh, that's James Bond." There, you're just like, "Look at him go." You know what's so fucked up? And like this is something that's weird that. You know, our dads didn't necessarily grow up together, obviously, but um, 
they were so similar in so many ways like the mm-hmm. hockey aspect and the fucking the love for that sport and the love for movies even like my dad's not like a movie buff as much as your dad was necessarily but we watched all the same movies you know what mm-hmm. i mean he knows all the same ones and like he wasn't he didn't hold like moments where it's like sean let's watch this movie together for one more time you know like we never had mm-hmm. that kind of spoken mm-hmm. aloud but we still watch every single movie together you know it was a, a time spent thing and it's like if they lived in the same town and talked you know we would have grown up together we would have watched all the same movies they would have been like let's go to the movie steve yeah fuck yeah chris let's go you know they they probably they probably would have went to oilers games together had like we oh yeah we like came out here or whatever right like yeah funny the way things yeah like if there was ever like a different life like it's so weird about like the upbringing we had because like like there are things that they we all have in common and like yeah we got it honestly just through our upbringings but like yeah no like as you said like uh, if we lived even like let's say we still lived in calgary or whatever like i'm sure like we would make the trip up to edmonton eventually and just be like one would hope it's it's possible but then you look also like at example larry and roddy who live in barry together and don't talk (laughs) yeah and their kids don't talk and they're like in literally in a fucking small town like it's not that small anymore but you know what I mean? And their their parents were there too, and they didn't talk to them. And it's like, fuck. Yeah, but me, that's like there. a that's like a their thing. And like yeah. I know, for like and like, and I know, and I guess it had to do with him being sick. But like, I think my dad like started feeling sick the time he went to Edmonton. But the first thing he did when he went to Edmonton was he reached out to your dad. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like and my was, dad had done that too. Like he he made an attempt. He wanted to like. I remember, I can't remember exactly the age I was, but he just had hit a point where he was like, I think it was after his mom passed and he was like, you know, I'm just going to try. I'm going to try again. I'm going to try and reach out to all my brothers and just see. And like, mm-hmm. it helps spark a bit of a flame in all of them. Now where there is like communication, there's a group chat where they talk shit now. And like, my dad's yeah. so happy. He's like, oh, I talked to my brother Larry today. Oh, I talked to my brother Larry today. Oh, I talked. And yeah. it's like, Chris was part of that too. You know, like he came out to Edmonton, I remember, and stuff like like went out with my dad to an Oil Kings game. I think was that accurate, something like that. No, it wasn't Oil Kings. Um, your dad came and watched. My dad was there for like a women's hockey tournament thing. Oh, okay, right, right, right. And your dad came and watched the game that my dad was part. Like he sat with my dad and they talked and shot. The yeah. Game. So like, yeah, like and that. There was a bridge there, and it's like if that bridge had happened 30 years earlier, you know what I mean? And, like, they didn't – I don't know. There wasn't a lot of animosity between those brothers because they didn't grow up mm. together. You know, the stuff happened after Bernie died and whatever, like, in between. But, not like, my dad never really was affected with it, you know, him and mm. – when Chris and him started talking, it was just like, a, hey, mm. hey, you know, like, we're two adults, we're brothers – let's fucking build a relationship right it's just too bad that in ways that it didn't happen in the 80s where it would just be like a thing you know Mm -hmm. and it was and it yeah it's like like it's weird and it's it's kind of i don't know like i don't i've kind of become more understanding of it because like i know a little bit i don't know a lot of it i know a little bit and like i own and it's just like a weird way and then like you know like i know that they probably did their best to give us the childhood that they like to avoid the childhood that they had because like yeah I know any it wasn't... Kind of animosity or anything like that yeah it's not just that too it's like <clears throat> when you don't live in the same city it's fucking mm-hmm. hard 
like you and me have this podcast and we talk to each other every week. If we didn't, would we? You know, you text, it's like our other cousins, you know, we'll, we'll start a group chat and message a couple messages, but it's like, it's not in the forefront. Everybody has their own life. It's funny. The older mm. you get, the more you realize even with friends, you're like, we all have our own path. We're going to cross paths. You know, we can make ourselves cross paths, but when you mm. have fucking a thousand kilometers between you, you have three kids, three kids, my dad, two kids, your dad, like your focus, by the time you work your day, you get home from work, you feed the kids, you put the kids to bed, it's fucking eight, nine o'clock at night, and you're just like, oh, I'm in, you're sleeping on the couch. I'll put it this way, Sean. I talk to you more than I talk to my own sister. Yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's 100%. And, and it's just because like, we forced that, like we made this podcast and we keep those yeah. lines of communication. And other, it's funny because other cousins <clears throat> and other siblings listen to the podcast and become connected to you or to me as well through what we've done here, which is kind of like, we forget that there is people who tune in every week that know us pretty well and know our daily lives pretty well. Cause we share with each other through a podcast. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's all like, like Josh, like when I told you when Josh, my, my buddy, Josh came to visit, yeah. like it was like, yeah. So I'd like this going on. He was like, yeah, I know, man. All right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, and I go, like, sure. yeah, and I, I did this. Yeah, man, I heard it on the show. I'm like, yeah. for fuck's sake. All right, well, like, you talk now because you know everything I got going. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, it's super funny. It's good, though. It's cool on us to have done it, you know? I was mm-hmm. wondering, like, this is a weird question, I know, but I'm just curious because i was been thinking about it lately. Does your dad have a grave site? No. Okay. So we have, uh... you guys had him cremated kind of thing? Yeah, uh, and we all have me, my mom, and my sister, and my uh, and Uncle Sparky all have a mini urn, and then there's like a still a whole bunch of ashes left that we have in like a big box that we have been talking about spreading for years, and we haven't okay. done. Just curious, I want I was wondering if you guys had spread the ashes or anything like that. I didn't know. That's why well, I thought I would ask. Well, you. we all have like different ideas. Yeah, what was your dad's idea? Did he have a thought of it ever or no? No, but, like, he always talked about, like, so, like, he had, like, a rough upbringing in Audubon Park, but he, like, had his, also his best friends and, like, his, he grew up in Audubon Park, which is a place in Quebec, and, like, it was, like, one spot to, like, pour the ashes, Uh, he said, like, like, it was one of my ideas. I asked him, like, what was his favorite city he visited? He said Halifax. And this was, like, obviously before I moved here. Yeah. So, like, I said, like, why don't we do a big thing in Halifax and, like, spread the ashes? I had an idea of, like, going to, like, a Chicago Bears game and kind of sneakily throwing ashes out there. Yeah. Like, I, like, I don't know. Like, Like, we all have our ideas and, like, I guess, but, like, and then, like, I also want to, like, sneak into, like, on a local arena and spread the ashes there or yeah. and all that stuff. Like, I, 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 we haven't come to, like, a final conclusion on it, and everyone has their thoughts. It's not something Although, you like, talk was... about every day or anything, too, right? No. No, <laughs> so. no, it's not like we bring up. So, Dad's ashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are we doing? <laughs> no, it's a tough one to call. I just, I, I haven't been too experienced when it comes to like losing someone and then having a gravesite and like going to visit that gravesite. I'm not mm-hmm. super experienced in that, to be honest. And like this, 
year, like especially this summer, I've been like feeling a need to go to Doreen's gravesite. I like it's mm-hmm. bugging me. You know what I mean? I just want to go to like spend some time there just to like get some shit off my chest, I guess. Not that mm-hmm. like you don't need to have a, a specific place to do that. I know you can do that anytime, anywhere, but it's just one of those things where you're like, I I feel like I need to do that. I want to go to that spot because she does have a spot that was special to her. You know what I mean? And it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to have that option in certain ways. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't know what I would want personally. You know, like if someone like, obviously I'm not probably not going to be buried. I'm going to be cremated, but I just haven't like, where's Sean's spot? You know, where would I want to be? Have my Mm -hmm. ashes spread is just like, it made me think about all these things. And I was thinking about it too. I wonder if you had experience with that kind of thing, because you had lost your father a lot sooner than I lost a parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's not like a spot. They're just, I kind of view it in things. Yeah, I get that for sure. As a memoriam of things, like it's like you're saying, you oh, yeah. sometimes need to watch The Godfather or like see a movie, and it just brings you that kind yeah. of peace. Yeah, like there's, like I like I'll give you actually. It's funny you bring this up because it just kind of appeared. Like uh, my dad would call me Buckaroo Banzai all the time. Yeah, I never watched this movie with him, and. To be fair, I don't know that he actually saw it. Hmm. I don't know for a fact, but he called yeah. me Buckaroo Banzai all the time. And I just saw on Amazon Prime the other, like yesterday, I saw like Buckaroo Banzai is there, available to watch for free. And I was just like, well, my first night, like not doing anything, I know exactly what I'm fucking watching because I yeah. like it's going to be a thing that, like, like, but like, but it's in like other things. Like when I went and watched like Indiana Jones five with a buddy, I'm not watching that. Like beside me is my father. Like you know what I mean. Like yeah, I got my buddy over here, but like beside me over here is my fucking father. Like, no, for sure, I get. There's that. no like, and like I, you, you kind of bring that stuff with him. Like I don't think my dad would have hated the movie. I don't think he would have like really liked it either. Like he would have been like, ah, well, it's not Indiana Jones, but <laughs> it's I a think, movie. Yeah, yeah. Like I think he would have. I think he would have liked the fact that like he was playing his age more than anything. Yeah, like like it's like like he's clearly eighty years old. Like like, and it showed. Like you know, like, and I and I like that because it was like because I think I would have been more pissed if you saw him like swinging from the whip and it all going well, punching bad guys <laughs> and betting women. Yeah, and you're just like that's a little Jesus. unnecessary for sure. Like Jesus. No, like at this point, like and like I think like my, and I think my father would have like enjoyed that. Yeah, and and so like, it, but like, it, like it's all those things. Like when I go to watch hockey games, like I'm not just there with the people I'm there with. Like I bring my father. Like you kind of like bring him everywhere you go because yeah, that's how that. I've learned to deal with it. Like, like uh, when I say like I like I'm watching like the Mooseheads game. I'm watching Mooseheads games. Because I know my father would love it. Like I love going to the Moose games. Like don't yeah. get me wrong, I fucking love it for sure. But like, but it's still an I, to him in ways. Yeah, it's like that makes sense because he loved live sports. And like when he yeah. lived in Calgary, like my mom, him and my mom couldn't afford like Calgary Flame season tickets, but they could afford Calgary Cannon season tickets, which was the old minor league baseball team that Calgary used to have. Yeah, for and sure. then they would go and they would have a time. It was like great for dates, and it was like the thing I do now is like. I don't have all the money in the world, but I can't afford to go to the Mooseheads. Yeah. So, like, what a cool thing that he passed on to you in that sense, though, right? 
just to yeah. enjoy to enjoy life to get out there and do things you know that's yeah. part of what i take away from you telling me that too it's like that that's a pretty cool thing to carry on to it was weird like i had a you know i don't believe in ghosts and all like the spiritual world and all that kind of shit and i know you do lean a little bit towards that but it was funny crystal kind of brought up a moment to me over the weekend that happened that i was i didn't think anything of it but we were sitting there uh arguing about what weekend we were going to go to see doreen's gravesite because i was i was i just said to her i was like summer's starting to slip away i'm telling you right now this is fucking important to me and i want to go and crystal's like if it's that fucking important to you let's just go this weekend and i'm like i don't want to go this weekend i want to stay this this well then pick a fucking weekend and we started like just not like fighting but bickering over it and i was like you know it'd been a long day in the heat and it was just one of those moments where you're arguing for the sake of arguing but you're not really arguing if that makes Mm -hmm. sense and as we're mm-hmm. bickering back and forth, right in the middle, right between us, there's this uh, planted flower and one of the healthy uh, flowers falls off and lands on the table. And Crystal immediately was just like made a face and then we just whatever carried on. And then the next morning she was t- told Jen the story and was like, me and Sean were arguing about when to go see Doreen and Doreen who loved flowers more than anything else in the world, like as if to knock the flower off to be like, for fuck's sakes, Stop fucking arguing about me and when you're coming to fucking see a stupid gravesite, you two. <laughs> you know, like that's, uh, she said that and I was like, oh shit, yeah, no, that would be something she would say and do. And to have a flower fall off directly sitting right between us, we were like sitting on opposite sides of the deck. So it was a moment where I was like, fuck, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's yeah, weird when yeah. you lose a parent, you know what I mean? And you just want to still give odes to them. Me and Doreen shared like a lot of different things like you and your dad did when it came to watching science fiction and stuff like that. So if I sit down and watch an episode of Star Trek or Stargate, Doreen's there a little bit too. You know, she always, Mm -hmm. she was the reason I got into Stargate to begin with. So it's kind of funny to like, you know, have those little. Which you then, which you then shared with me. Like, you know what I mean? Which is cool. Yeah. No, and that's, I hadn't exactly necessarily said that in that exact context to you before, but it's just fun to have those moments and like for dream growing up in Jusard, her whole family was up there. Her whole life was up there until she met my dad basically. And you know, she lived in different cities, different times, but her heart was always there. So it's just not even going to the gravesite, but just going to that town in general is like the place that she shared with me. You know what I mean? If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Like a lot of like my joys are because of my father. Like I, like that's a thing I know. Like yeah, for sure. Well, they give us things. My right? father, my, yeah. Like my father, like introduced me to Batman. My father introduced me to Bugs Bunny. My father introduced me to fucking Indiana Jones, Darth Vader, and uh, Indiana Jones, Han Solo, and fucking everything Harrison Ford. Like, yeah, you know what sure. I mean. Like, like all of the stuff that I've like. Uh, that's a part of me like my the reason why i love movies so much is because i fucking watched movies with my father and he would show me shit like i remember once like he made a big deal about watching back to the future and i didn't give give a shit i'm like and then i watched the movie that was the fucking (laughs) coolest thing like and like i'd be like a pain in the ass kid like i just wanted to like play or something i was like no no son you gotta watch this movie and i watched back to the future i want to that was cool he goes guess what there's two more i was like there's two more yes <laughs> like yeah for sure 
How much fun is that to do that though to impart that on to people, right? It, it's fun. I do it now with like nephews and kids and shit where I tell them about yeah. the show when they watch or listen to it. <clears throat> it was funny. Kieran's boy recently has been getting into Eminem and he's just like so cool. And he's like, oh, I love Eminem. And I'm like, Eminem? I haven't heard of him. What does he sing? And I'm like playing the possum, you know, like, what the, What are you talking about? It's not like I rapped Eminem my entire fucking teenage years and loved every fucking song that he put out back in the... <laughs> yeah, it's just funny I was when... there I, I was there when we were asking the real Slim Shady to please stand up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I w- That was live for us, you know, and like, like, it was funny just hearing that from the kids' perspective when kids start to find things that you were into. It's a really funny thing where you're just like, uh, I, and like, I haven't done enough of that with Jen's kids, Jen's boys, uh, expose mm-hmm. them to that kind of stuff. Cause they're at a good age now where it's like, they can consume a lot of media, you know, when you're a teenager yeah. and you're like, I'm going to watch TV for 36 hours straight. I got to start imparting a lot of that shit onto them. And they do mm-hmm. like, they look up to me, I'm their uncle. So they, they want to be like into what I'm into and they want to see, like I expose them to cool shit. I swear when I talk to them and I'm a, I speak to them like they're adults instead of little kids. I'm not their mother. Yeah. I'm not their father. I'm Uncle Sean, much like Uncle Buck, where I'm cool. You know what I mean? And I'll fucking show you some cool shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that's kind of how I've been. Like whenever I have to like babysit like my friends' kids, like I love babysit Paige and she was like Marty's daughter, and like like she'd go like, I want to watch a movie. I go okay. But you want to watch a movie you already seen, or do you want to see something that Uncle Tommy used to watch when you when he was your age? Yeah, and I show her like the Muppets or something for sure. And then, and then you see if they can be into it. But like showing a five year old anything is like very fucking difficult because oh, sure. like you just have to like pick your shots too and know the age. Like a five year old, don't show them something too complex. Show them Toy Story. Or so, you know, like, take them to the level that you're at. Even, like, a good example was uh, Bambi. I showed a couple kids Bambi at certain ages, like, when they were four or five. And it's the right age. You know, you got to know the audience a little bit, too, in those scenarios. If you get them at the right time, like, an eight or a nine-year-old, like, showing them Indiana Jones or the Ghostbusters or that kind of stuff is like, holy shit, this is so good. Like, you, you have to, there's certain movies that we watched when we still believed in enough stuff that it made it that much more special. If you show some, a 16 year old, the first Ghostbuster movie, they're like, just stupid. You know what I mean? But if you show them when they're six or seven or eight, and it's like still scary. And you're like, the angst of sitting there watching it is real. You know, then it's like that yeah. movie then becomes part of their nostalgia as well. Right. Yeah. And then, and then they, like they get the jokes later. Yeah. Cause there's like a lot of, of like, there's like a lot of like, like dickless over here turned off the machine and we're like is this true yes your honor this man has no dick and yeah. it's just like like you like, don't get that of, shit as a kid you don't get it right away but it's one of those things like you get like years later and there's like 100 like, and like bugs bunny and the muppets were kind of like known for like sneaking in adult humor for sure because it was, it's a cartoon like, anyone can watch at any age yeah and and that's the beautiful thing about it, it was what they would do just little bit of adult jokes that were hidden in the kids stuff just so they could make it. So this is something that here's something for the parents that have to watch this with their fucking kids. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> which made it work and it, it's lasted generations for a fucking reason right yeah absolutely like, i wonder if there's those... still bugs bunny on tv like do people still watch looney tunes uh i know I that hbo uh, I, I know in the u.s like hbo owns it right so like it's part of max oh weird but like we don't like we have like HBO mixed with Crave, but we only get like part of HBO. Like we get the yeah. Here's all the new shit. It's not uh, like in the forefront anymore, which I find strange. Yeah, like they need well, to work on that shit because like it was there was all there was also like a different time now. Like honestly, like there's editing being done to old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like they're trying to eliminate the gun violence. Yeah, which which there was plenty of, but a lot also of like. But there was also improper context, and you also knew that that was the bad guy, and he blew up in their faces. So it was just like that's why you shouldn't play with yeah. guns. You barely, but like, very rarely did you see like bullet wounds and like death and blood and guts. It wasn't about that. It was just no. You'd see like uh, Daffy Duck get his face blown off and his yeah. beaks on the other side of his head. Like yeah. it's just like those other things, and yeah. and they get all these parents like no, there's there's gun- I'm like shut the fuck up. Maybe like, that it's not- stuff helped like prevent gun violence is the fucked up part i think so actually you to know, be honest now with that you. it's not in the forefront and we're protecting everyone for it there's a lot more gun violence i don't know uh, like honestly i i actually think you're i, I agree with you 100 percent on this because who has the guns the fucking idiots do yeah right and then who who's it being blown up in front of the fucking idiots like like Elmer Fudd will get shot in the fucking head with his own gun. And you're just like, well, that's stupid. I don't want like it's funny to us because it's a yeah. cartoon, but also like is that stupid? Be, I don't. I don't want to be Elmer Fudd. Yeah, it may be dialed in a generation to be like, well, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe it's no. not the right thing to just grab a gun and shoot someone. <laughs> yeah, but it did. It, like that's what it was, right? Elmer Fudd walked out. Oh, I'm gonna go kill that waspy wabbit. And he went but, out with his fucking shotgun, double barrel shotgun, and he was always the one that blew up in his face. So it made people maybe think a little bit before, hey, I'm going to go shoot that guy in the face. Well, I don't want to look like an idiot. But it also comes down to, like, like parents talking to their kids. Like, yeah. Like, like I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but I also knew why I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. For sure. My dad was, because my dad was very honest about, like, I don't want you watching this show and seeing him being a dick to his father and you think it's okay for you to be a dick to me because yeah. that's not true. No, and that like, was he didn't, he, didn't phrase, he didn't phrase it as elegantly as I just did, yeah. but like I get it. But but that was the reason. And then I didn't watch The Simpsons. Like I never watched it until like much later. I missed out on some great comedy, but like I never got to watch it. Yeah. And and that was his reasoning for it. In every generation, there's parent like good parents and there's bad parents. Obviously, you still see that today, where you you're in the grocery store and you you see like some parent with their kids, and you're just like, oh my god, they're fucking awful. Like, you want to teach your kids some manners in their lifetime? You you think about like and you just, but that's just the reality of the times of every time. I also see parents that are fucking struggling though. Like they're oh, of course. Working, they they probably work a nine to five and they have to get groceries Single they have to pick their do. kid. Yeah. And they're fucking just burnt the fuck out. But you see out, ones that just, just don't give a fuck too. You know, and the kids are just wild and like oh, yeah. and honestly though a lot of times though those kids are great kids. It's the kids that are sheltered sometimes and like you can't exactly put a recipe obviously to who's gonna do what, when, where, why, how. But it mm-hmm. just it's a big 
topic. I don't even know that we can tackle. You know what I well, mean? Well, we're not parents. No, that's just it, right? And <clears throat> I, I like to remember what my dad said when he had young kids, and you know, he had friends or brothers who would be like. Well, Steve, I think you should do this with your kids. And he's like, well, I think you should shut the fuck up because you don't have any kids. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like like, like when I had when I was dating Bailey and like Ben was like, you know, like whenever I had to be like the father figure to Ben, like I was whatever, whatever role I was. I don't know how to properly say it. Yeah. But like there were times like like I wasn't going to ever scold him. However, I would talk to him. I would be like. Hey man, like like you would be like, what's up? And like, like we would like I would able, I was always able to talk to the kid in a way that like, yeah, I'm not your father. Like I know I'm not your father. in a parental way, but it's not like a, yeah, a, I'm not your parent kind of way. I get it. Yeah, yeah, but like, but here's the thing. Like I'll tell you this. Like if you behave like this, you're gonna find it hard to make friends or something like this. Yeah, and then like. Like I like and like the kid knew like I adored him I I did to this very day I still adore that fucking kid yeah but it's um it, it's just one of those things like anytime you have to you're find... trying to impart knowledge onto a child it can yeah. be challenging obviously yeah and you never want to talk to him like you're the one in charge but you do want to tro- like I think the best way to do is just be his friend like you yeah, know what I mean course. like and like you're you're most honest with your friends like I have friends that like. And I, God bless him. If I'm ever being a dickhead for what, like, and I don't see it, I have a friend that would be like, you know, you're like, you were like wrong there. Like you were the one like, and you need that. You need the people to yeah. call you out on your fucking bullshit for sure. Because how, how do you improve as a person? And it's one of those things like I've fucking struggled with in like relationships because I have dated women where they go like, well, you should always be honest with me. Okay. Well, can I tell you that you were fucking wrong about this here? And they're like, why are you taking the other person's side? I'm like, I'm not, but like, like as an outside preserver, like observer, like you were, you were incorrect here. Like, yeah, I I've had to have that conversation too. And I, I don't, it's a shark infested waters, but some people can swim in shark infested waters and they walk away fine. Maybe shark yeah. researchers. So sometimes you have to be a shark researcher and you need to go to those waters and you need to learn their mating patterns. That's just how life works sometimes. But it, it can also result in a possible shark bite. You know? Yes. That's that's the unfortunate thing in life. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That couldn't uh, can be said better, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I that, totally get what you're saying. Right like, and it sucks like, when you're like, when you are in these shark invested waters and you're trying to tell the advanced researcher like you're gonna get bit you and they're they're like don't fucking tell me i've been in this water longer than you you know and you're no no, i get what you're saying it's an interesting situation to find ourselves in in life and i honesty is always the best policy and like you have to keep like you said originally and when this conversation began you have to keep your friends in check you have to keep everyone in check around you. And sometimes you have to do it comedically. And sometimes we don't do it with the grace that we try to do it with. Like in our head, we're like, I nailed that. In reality, it you didn't nail that. And so it's all about tact sometimes to how the delivery system of letting the advanced researcher know that, you know, sharks are dangerous. 
Like, I'm sure, I wouldn't just phrase it as, like, if they're the advanced shark, like, researcher, I'm sure they know sharks are dangerous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 I feel like that shark. You know they know better, but sometimes they, you catch them slipping still. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I just like, why would you pick a field where you're going to? It's like the crocodile hunter. We all knew how he was going to die, one way yeah. or another. Like He wasn't living to a fucking ripe old age. No. It's ironic that it was a stingray that got him. Yeah. That was such a fucking painful one. I am so sad that we lost that man from this world. And I, I love seeing the videos of his kids now taking his torch. Yeah. And they're not going to fucking live long either, Sean. Probably not. No, you're <laughs> right. And then it'll be just as heartbreaking, too, when news breaks that his fucking son yeah. got it by a creature mind you he's not as crazy as his dad like i don't see videos of like when we used to watch crocodile hunter that motherfucker you'd just be on camera and all of a sudden he's this crazy person like running wildly after something jumping on top of it grabbing him yeah look at this dude look at this guy look at this fucking guy i just found and you're like all right who does that who the fuck does that he would be fucking with alligators or crocodiles yeah whilst holding his baby yeah, he's like sweaty and he's like holding it up because he just wrestled it because he oh we got a, we got a live one yeah we go wrestle him and then you're like you know, but could you what? imagine if that fucking went awry? Here I am, taught like baby it not like like newborn fucking baby in one hand yeah fucking with a croc with the other and then like <sighs> having to explain that to a fucking official or wife afterwards. So wait. Our daughter is dead. <laughs> Why? Well, yeah. you know I'm a crocodile hunter by trade, honey. Yeah. You know so, this is part of the risk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what the actual... Like, I'm surprised that nothing worse really happened to him, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no shit. Very, very true. Yeah, no, Turned and- into this guy missing, like, one leg out for vengeance for the fucking croc that got him. He knows which one it is, and then one day he'll get him. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, what a fuck that world. <laughs> I miss that guy. Um, so changing gears a billion percent. I've watched three episodes of Star Trek now, so I thought I'd just bring you up to speed as to where I'm at. I know you're probably caught fully up. Obviously, yeah. Strange New Worlds I'm talking. Uh, so I just watched the Back in Time episode where they had to go. There was a problem. Something changed, and they had to go try to fix it. I, I'll say this. like I like alternate reality episodes and I enjoy like tra- time travel episodes, obviously. I felt like this was such an ode to the original and an ode to the unbelievable because it was like that kind of thing where when Kirk went back, Kirk and Spock went back in time on several occasions. When they did, everything just kind of worked out for them. Everything just kind of went the way that they needed it to go, if that makes sense. And I felt that yeah. this was that as well, where it's like they go back and the police are arresting you. And then some random stranger comes up and goes, no, no, don't arrest them. And the cops say, oh, yeah, right. Sorry, we'll just put our guns away and fucking wake up, people. That is like silly. That's 1960s storytelling right there. That's not how fucking reality works. Have you ever seen a friend getting arrested and you walk over and you're like, Hey, don't arrest my friend. They're actually, and then you know what happens? Your ass is in fucking handcuffs too in the back of the fucking car. I just thought that was like stupid. It was, yeah. And it, 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 when I look at it as stupid, I don't mean it in like a, 
you have to remember Star Trek is not reality based. It's just a TV show. But in that moment, and I've seen this in Strange New Worlds a few times with the hokey, the hokey 1960s ode to that they throw to that era. I like mm-hmm. it. I don't know that it's fully necessary that they continue to do that, but it is like it makes you give it gets you the feel of the original Star Trek series. That's what it did for me watching that episode. I was like, this could you could you could have made that in the 60s. That could have been Kirk and Spock there instead of fucking the way it was. I think you need the hokiness because if you really think about what it's doing. And I don't know if they plan on like redoing the original series with like the Kirk and the Spock that we have. Maybe they plan on doing that. I don't know. But like what I like about this, because right now at its core, this series is supposed to prepare you for the original series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, yeah. So like you kind of, so like at least like if you were ever were going to go back to it, and that's one of those things, like, in any time travel since Kirk and Spock, like, since the original series, I think there's always, like, some uh, person. What's the time? Time police, police or whatever, yeah. Yeah, there's temporal, always someone that goes, like. Temporal police, yeah. Yeah. There's always someone that goes, like, yeah, Kirk and Spock were, like, the worst two people yeah. for it. Like, they, there's always some kind of mention of it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. About how they just, like. They were the worst. <laughs> They just wouldn't stop going yeah. back in time. Pretty much. I didn't give a fuck about the temporal, the timelines yeah. and all that shit. Yeah. But I, I would, uh, I love that shit. And I think it's necessary to, you know, you got to stick to your roots. And yeah, for what sure. Every, it makes it whatever, a good story sometimes, but you're just like, when the police just always go in your favor, you're just like, it's so 1960s to be like, we can just talk to them. And they'll let they will sort everything out. I was like, "Fuck off! You're not just talking to the cops." Sean, <laughs> you got forty. You got forty five minutes to tell a story, and you got to keep it interesting. I get it. You got to. You got to get. I totally it. get it. It's just that was one moment in particular where I was like, "I got their ode to the original," but it also was just like an ode to the original. Like if you're a critical thinker and you've never watched any other star trek and this is your first ever star trek that might have been a bit of a tough moment for some watchers not having known the history you know I, for like, me i know the history so it's not a big deal like i i can take solace in but, that and just be like that's kind of funny but for new watchers i think that might be tough what i really liked about how they did that though is they really made it modern there is always that like protester with their phone out like they tried to do it in the right way for sure like 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 that's how the george floyd thing was supposed to go yeah you know what i mean like we're filming you we're watching this brutality and the guy should have fucking eased up on him yeah however that's not how that went i don't know if it's real or not but i saw a video on tiktok of one of the cops had been released already uh from that instance and someone was filming him in a grocery store being like what the fuck makes you think you have the right to be able to shop for groceries after you killed a man like that? And it's not been that long. I was like, I wonder if that's real. I don't know any history of it, but either way, <sighs> I hope not. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not on the TikTok. I, no. fuck. So whatever. But the point I'm making is like, they did make it like a modern way of doing it. Like the phone's out protester, whatever. Yeah, no, you're right. And then like, and like it's a few more years removed from now, it could be a lot worse than it is. now. And, and, right. and so there's this hints of realism, like, like that going like, 
oh, for fuck's sake, like, I don't want to deal with, like, the ramifications of being on the internet. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that so, is like, the reality these days of for a lot of people is, like, fuck, it's not worth it to be uh, in law enforcement. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen what's been going on in Edmonton lately? No, what's going on? What's going on? The crime is out of control. I think the the police want more funding, and so they're like, nah, fuck it. Let the shit fall apart. There will be a public outcry for more funding eventually. But the other day, the police chief was, or one of the high-ranking police officers was on the news. Some father of six was at Belvedere train station, and he got stabbed to death by some guy who got released on a bail on that day kind of thing. And he killed this father of six, stabbed him in the chest. And the police were like, honestly, if you leave your home right now, you have to be prepared to possibly be attacked. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, we just, sorry, you know, it's an unexpected raising crime that we haven't seen before. We really don't know what to do about it. There's nothing we can do about it. Just if you're going out into public, be prepared. It's like, and you like, you see this on the news and you're like, okay, asshole, I know what you're trying to do here. Like, and in fairness to them, too, if you're a cop right now, it's fucking hard. There's people with cameras everywhere. You're like, I'm not going to fucking deal with that shit. I'm not saying that I don't know what the right thing to do here is. I'm not offering solutions. I'm just telling you about what the fuck happened. But it's like yeah. anytime you hear on the news, well, nothing we can fucking do about it. You know, you're like, I know that Edmonton's, Edmonton's a little bit fucked. Like for the longest time it was Canada's stab capital of the world. Then when yeah, took we're it. getting back there now, I think I think you're getting back to that fucking record. Yeah, um, it's not good, dude. Like it's a and like, like the LRT is look, fucking not safe. People keep riding the train. They're like, let's expand the train. We should add more stops so you can get stabbed in many different locations in the city. Like, are you I remember, fucking kidding uh, me right now? Like two two days after I left Edmonton for good, that's when the guy started setting cars on fire. And then the With dude in the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I lived on White Ave. And I'm just like, yeah. wow, fucking. Could have like, seen that I, guy. I, I could have, like, I could have been like, in one of the bars or like, like on the street, like watching that fucking thing happen. Right. Yeah. And like, like, like there's some fucked up shit. And like, I just like heard on the news the other day of like another, like two murders in Edmonton of like, he was like, Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. There was three vicious attacks downtown within. Or uh, close to the RT within a week. There was a woman yeah. uh, had her ankle broken after an event downtown. Like, it's basically right now in the city, it's not safe to go downtown and it's not safe to fucking go on the LRT. If you go to either of those places, be prepared to fight. Be prepared to fight for your life because either could happen. And that's just they, like, this isn't me saying this. This is what was said on the news. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, do something. Like, and they they point the finger back at, well, we don't have enough funding. We don't have enough officers on the street, and the court systems are continually letting us down. They arrest someone, that person's back out on the street a week later, saying "fuck you" to them on the street. You know, and it's mm -hmm. you go to any of the areas that I'm listed, and it's awful. There's like really rough looking people all over the fucking place, and there's nothing being done about it. And you know, I couldn't imagine being like a single mom walking with her little kid and some of these guys or women come up to you asking for money like fuck me it'd be scary every block in the west end there's someone holding a sign asking for money like what the fuck is happening we're we're not that big of a city where we should be having these we're having like california level fucking issues la level issues in edmonton right now and you're like what the fuck is happening do something so, yeah. yeah but uh, like 
Also, like, I'm not sure what you can do in the eyes of preventative random crime. Like, like. No, well, like, like, the thing is, you need more officers on the street, but you also need, like, better infrastructure to help people with mental illness. That's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it's all fundamental things that it causes the system yeah. to break down, right? Like, not enough jail space, too, so they do early releases for people. Like, yeah. crazy shit like that. Like, even in our jail system to begin with, you don't have to be rehabilitated. You just have to serve your time. Then when your time is served, you're fucking free to go. It doesn't matter if you're a violent offender who plans on doing it again. They're just like, well, yeah, okay, have a good day. Like it's mm-hmm. fundamental things breaking down in the system that leads to this kind of stuff. It's just crazy when you start seeing it fall apart where it's like uh, something else happened downtown. Actually, an old man was this happened over the weekend. An old man was taking pictures downtown, <clears throat> an 84 year old man or something like that. And some guy fucking maimed him, like beat the shit out of him, took his camera and stuff. And his son was on the news, like being like, what the fuck? Like, I, I can't leave my dad here anymore. I'm going to have to get him out of fucking Edmonton. I don't live in Edmonton. I live in Saskatchewan. Like, what, how is this happening? Like, he's never going to feel comfortable again to go down there and take pictures. Like if we don't, and it's not like it, he was in a terrible neighborhood. He was downtown in the beautiful River Valley. Like, what the fuck? Like, how does this keep happening? You know, there and there is, like, shit you can do to stop this, you know? It is what it is. We need a little bit more police brutality. Brutality? Yeah, fucking right. So I want those cops out there cracking heads. I want them with the fucking well, billy clubs. That's what got them in the fucking trouble in the first place. I. That's the thing, though. It's a cycle. Now that we've taken that but away. No, but, like, but, no, but, ah. This is where I feel like this is where the thing that's where everything is wrong. You don't need the brutality. You need, you do need more. You need people fucking everywhere. And you need, like, I don't see what's wrong with having, like, a security guard on, on, on the train. Like, I think the security yeah. guards in general should make more fucking there money. There is or some of like those that. guys, too. But, like, back to the story of my buddy who got attacked on the train twice. The second time he ended up in hospital, the first time he was able to run away. Um, he ran or he was with there was two people one of them there he's like hey be careful we're about to be attacked by these guys sure enough the guys came at them with a knife the girl took off running to go get help she can't found two transit officers with fucking guns on their hips and she was like we need help my friends get out of there okay we'll call police she's like no you need to fucking help him now they're gonna kill him and they were like sorry we're not getting involved in that that's a city police thing and so they called the city police because at the end of the day they're people i don't want to fucking get stabbed or shoot someone and i'm the one on the news fuck that so there's no like like, see the loophole here like it just keeps turning around to the public being the one at risk yeah so what i'm saying is you have to kind of change what that job is yeah that's what i'm saying it's hard and yeah i know it's it's hard to do because then like you said like back to the star trek conversation they're the ones on the camera you know what i mean and it's like you got to make that exact right decision or you might get 20 years in jail yeah you fucking do the tiniest little thing wrong you're fucked your kids are I fucked. Know. Your wife is fucked. So everything, like what I would like to see is just different. In like, it's just got to be changed somehow. I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah, but I know it takes a barber longer to be certified at their craft than it does a police officer. Yeah, I think that's fucked up. One, thing. I think, I think that there should be training, and also there should be. Uh, psychiatric like mandatory psychiatry for police officers because you need you're in a, vi- a stressful environment you need yeah. to be able to talk about it 100%. you need to be like and you can't just you can't that is a job you take home with you i yeah. don't give a shit when anyone fucking says that is a job you take with That's you. a Whether full-time you, 
full-time whether, whether job, you're a yeah. fucking traffic cop or a fucking detective and it is a job you take home with 100 percent. and so like there's a lot of things and yet and i do think the answer is more funding but more funding in the right things yeah and funding and training funding and um like for mental health benefits it's a hard for... fucking job and you gotta be uh, the yes. right person for it that was it was hard to find yeah. honest there's another solution like the cat in the room that we're not talking about rather the bat in the room we need batman yeah we need a even bat- to yeah. fucking protect the police because the police can't take that like you can't do that but batman can you well, know that's when... what we need we need batman that's the only we'll solution. Get, we'll get Hawaii 780 to put a mask and cowl on. We'll fucking do it. Something's got to happen here because, like, that's where we're at right now. It's Edmonton's looking like Gotham, and I'm worried. And I'm like, fuck. Like I said recently, do we move to a smaller town? Like, is that what is that what we're getting to here? Edmonton's not that big. Like, it shouldn't be that big of a problem. But like, you go outside of Edmonton, it seems a lot nicer, and they have plastic straws. So I don't know what to say anymore, but no. Batman could possibly fix this. Okay. All right. Well, if you're a rich billionaire living in Edmonton, learn Kung Fu real quick. And yeah. then honestly, I would be, settle. I would settle also for, be brilliant. I would settle for a daredevil. I need a blind man to start kicking the shit out of some criminals. Okay. I, 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 yeah. So I want you to know that there's a difference between what you want and what you're going to get. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Like, to be fair, Daredevil does have superpowers because what, when, when with the blindness came like sonar and shit. So he's like, he can see. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's not blind. It's just, you know, he's not he doesn't see the way you and I do. It's just a different fucking thing. I have a question for you. I already have one prepared, so it's not really fair because I just thought of it mentally. It's a great one. But if you're Daredevil, what's your go-to pickup line? What do you... I don't know. I have no How about I give you my example? So, obviously... Can I I touch your face? No, no. Obviously, I'm blind, but you know all my other senses are heightened. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. That's really cool. Like, especially my sense of touch. Uh, uh, That'll get you slapped. Uh. <laughs> and it's all about the delivery. Yeah, I'm not delivering to you, um, and I'm not Daredevil. So you put yourself, you know it's Daredevil. Oh, oh boy. Okay. You also, but that's like, the you thing. Got? You can't. What do you got? I I got fucking nothing because this is a silly fucking subject. And you seem like you came into it prepared. I just like I it came on to me on the spot and I was like, huh. I bet it did come on to you. Oh, did you know that the ooze that blinds Daredevil is the same ooze that creates the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I've never heard that. Yeah, you can Google that. Huh, interesting. I, I'd like to believe it. That it makes sense. Yeah. It was spilt in the street. Wrong street, yeah. though, because they're mm-hmm. from New York and Daredevil's not. Um, yes, he is. He's from no, Hell's Kitchen. Manhattan, isn't it? Hell, well, Hell's Kitchen is like a small area of New York City. Okay, well, I stand corrected. And like Brooklyn, New York City, the Bronx, all that stuff. It's just like all little things that make up New York City. Like small, uh, not suburbs, yeah. but like... Uh, I know what you mean. It's 
annexed municipalities that make up yeah new york city yeah of course it's like new york city is the whole but then you have man i've seen that already like when i went to boston because you have boston but then you have all the other little cities that were outside of boston that are now boston so like where family members live is is in its own city but it's not its own city anymore because now it's part of boston it's interesting Happens. Yeah, it's so the same it like, shit as Edmonton with Millwoods and Sherwood Park and St. Albert. They're all going to be part of Edmonton eventually. There's no denying it. Every time I hear Sherwood Park, I always go, I sure would park there. Nice. Makes me think of Sherwood yeah. Forest, but then you go there and I'm like, Robin Hood ain't here. This is stupid. Yeah, I wouldn't even care if Robin Hood was there. No, you're not a fan of the Robin Hood. I guess he would rob you and give to the poor, so I get why you wouldn't like him. Yeah. I'm not like, rich like you, so I wouldn't have. I'm not. I'm, I'm not rich. I'm not rich either. I don't. I live in a basement, sir. Tom, it's time. To, it's time to tell our listeners the truth. I'm just fucking around. Tom's rich, everyone. You heard it. Here <laughs> Yo, I fuck. I fucking wish I was. I do <laughs> a lot more. I do a lot more cooler things more often. <laughs> Pretty much, it's like the old saying: "Like I won't tell people that I've won the lottery, but there will be science." Mm-hmm. You wouldn't just have so, a Toronto Maple Leafs cup. You'd have a whole jersey, a hat, I maybe a fucking hate you. tattoo. I don't. It would go crazy. He just took a drink out of his not Toronto Maple Leafs cup. I'm just fucking with him. Now he's mad. He's like, I'm gonna kill Sean. That's so bitch. He's like, you you wear you wear anything light blue. And he's <laughs> like, ah, it's the Leafs. Just you, just you. Not everybody else. Okay. It's well, a weird time right now where we're like post hockey season pre-hockey season so you have all the like stupid rumors that are coming out on the daily like we think Tarasenko is definitely going to sign in Philly he's definitely going to sign okay no Philly's out okay he's definitely going to sign in just as an example of someone and you're like everybody calm the fuck down it'll all play out well did you did you hear this one Austin Matthews has a year left on his contract in Toronto and hasn't re-signed in Toronto yet yeah, I have heard. It's a scary time for a Canadian team. I think, I think Austin Matthews is gonna fucking leave the Leafs. I could see it, and I know Willie Nylander is on his way out because yeah. I don't think they're gonna renew his contract, and I think they're gonna trade him. Can you imagine but, if they head into the dark times without having won with this team? Like oh, we all joke I, about Toronto, but like they have a fucking stellar team, and they should have won like a, a year or two ago. They should have won the cup on paper three years ago. Yeah. Um, but here's the, but here's my favorite part of all of this is that they're, they're, they're not, they can't, and they're going to lose the team that they have and they don't know what to do. Yeah. It's like, if he hasn't re-signed, cause I was talking to Marty about this and I think the issue with Austin Matthews is that I don't think he loves hockey. No, I think it's a thing he's good at. That makes sense. And he plays it because it makes him money. He doesn't seem like he wants that same. Like, I get the Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau feeling from him a little bit where he doesn't want the fame and the notoriety from it. He would rather just show up, do his job, and go home. Like a, no, 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 no. I, 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 I disagree with you. I think that's the stuff about hockey he likes. I think he likes the paycheck. I think he likes being friends with Bieber. And I think that he likes to be able to dress in his fucking weird outfit. You're not wrong, I guess. Stuff. Yeah, no, that's a good yeah, point, and, I guess, in that sense. And I think that's the stuff that he likes. So and then hockey Toronto's a place him. to be. But hear me out on this. Yeah. But I don't think he cares about winning. Yeah. 
Like, that's the thing. Like, Connor McDavid fucking cares about winning. He's obsessed about cares. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he fucking loves hockey. 90% yeah. of NHLers fucking love, like, lo- like, no, I would even go 99% of the NHL. They live the fucking, game. Yeah, they fucking love hockey. Yeah. I honestly think that Austin Matthews could take or leave hockey any fucking day of the week. It's just, it's afforded him a great That's lifestyle because he, because he's just happened to be good at it. Yeah. No, and his parents had the money to do it, right? It is what it is in those situations. A lot of the people that are in the situation he in, he's in just followed the footsteps that was laid out for them. They followed the path that they were told to follow. You know what I mean? And that's just the way it is. I just, yeah, I just think it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that this will make me super rich. Yeah. And like, you kind of just see that. Now, that being said, before, like whatever, Leafs fans want to fucking tear me a new one. There are some stats that prove me wrong a little bit. Of course, his personal drive like, for success and all that kind of things, obviously, but, being but, the leading goal scorer that year and all those kind of things. But, but there's also the most block shots. Yeah. The effort. Like he was in he was in like top three or four for most block shots in the NHL. Yeah. Which was like that that fucking says something about a guy, to be honest with you. I am very curious I just, to see. I just based on his and I'm basing this on like not a whole lot of stuff. But I'm basing this on like demeanor and like all of the outside shenanigans that he gets up to. It just seems like hockey's not at his forefront. Yeah. Or winning or winning's not at his forefront. That makes sense. We'll see. We'll see in the years to come what's gonna happen here. And it's interesting. I'm super curious to see what the next five years looks like in hockey. I hope that I have a few more Stanley Cups behind me on these shelves in that time period. <laughs> But it's just crazy. Me and Josh were talking about this. I think I might have shared it with you. But what does it look like for us if we don't win a cup with McDavid Dreisaitl? They both end up leaving the team eventually. And then we're left in a post-McDavid era have not having won. It's like, are we ever going to strike lightning a third time? Are we going to get another Wayne Gretzky, McDavid-level player? How long is that going to take? Is it going to – like, lightning struck twice. We got so fucked. How does that happen a third time? I don't think it does. And then you're just left going like, what the fuck does that look like? I'll have a complete horseshoe on the top of my head. I'll look a lot sadder. I just like, Josh said, he's like, do we keep being Oilers fans? But I was like, yeah, obviously we do. But it was, it was just like a funny, like, what if, you know, what if we don't fuck? What if they can't get the right recipe? I believe we will. I fucking believe we will. But what if we don't? What if McDavid like I, 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 I want to play in Toronto? I, Matthews is out. I want to play in Toronto. What if we hear? I have first? a, I have a funny retard to this, and I feel like you should be used to it already because you've been in the post. We've had so many great number one picks and still haven't won a cup for years. Yeah, I feel like you should be okay. Yeah, you know, I lived the past Taylor Hall when he was supposed to be. Yeah, no, I've supposed to 30 years, like, but this is different. Yakupov, the fucking... Yeah. No, but there was, like, a five-year period where you guys had, like, the number one pick every oh, year. Oh, I know. And now, but now, still, like, this era, dude, like, we have two and I think, stars. So it's, and like, I think this is it. None of them, I think none of them play for the Oilers anymore, except for McDavid. Nuge. Nuge is the only one that's left? Yeah, Hall and Yakupov fucked off. That's it. So we got two of four. But it's just one of those things where it's like, 
that's the hockey. That's the game. Not every team wins the cup, and it takes a special recipe. But it's just a scary thought of like, fuck, what the what if? But, no, but here's the thing about hockey. Hockey is designed for anyone. Anyone can win. Yeah, it doesn't matter the game who you have the team. It really doesn't matter. Yes, like certain players up your odds and all this stuff and strategy Obviously. and all that. But what if you're up against a hot goalie? Yeah, shit happens. Like yep. these, especially in the NHL, you're, these are all people at the same fucking level. That's what everyone. Yeah, everyone's at the same level. There are teams that beat teams that like it happens all the time. There are upsets, underdogs. Florida winning. this fucking playoffs knocked out all the top contenders for the cup. Every sports pundit was like, "This team's gonna win the next round. This team's gonna next round." You know, like, and that's just hockey. That yeah. is just hockey, and that's that how is the you best have to play of the game. That is the best explanation of hockey and sports in general. Yeah, it is designed that. Yes, there are times where it's predictable and a fucking team just going to up and destroy. The 2002 Detroit Red Wings proved that, that you can go out and buy a fucking Stanley Cup Pretty and then, they've, then they promptly put in a fucking uh, uh, salary cap. Yeah. But at that point, it's this thing of just, of competition where uh, sometimes a lucky goal goes in. Yeah. They no one ask how, they ask how many. And oh, exactly. Like, and and then that happens all the fucking time. So you could have the winning recipe on a roster and it doesn't fucking work. That's that's what like to me this was that year for the Oilers too. Having watched like I thought they were going to win. All we had to do was beat Vegas. I knew like that the team that won that series was going to win the fucking cup. I could just feel it in my bones and it was our time. Like I felt on like the additions that we had, like we've lost now, Bugstad and Costin. I was like, these are the guys. Like I could see it, I could taste it, but it just wasn't meant to be. They they yeah. beat us. We couldn't do it. We couldn't put it in the back of the net, like you said. It's not how many or not how. It's how many. We didn't get the how many, so we lost. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and yeah. that's why the conversation birthed between me and Josh of just like fuck like this could be it this could be it like yeah. we might not fucking see it that but could then have been it, the best chance we had but you might get it done without them you know what i mean like 100 percent, yeah 100 percent. Like, like yes like for like a good little while there's always like these fucking stars that won the fucking cup for sure gretzky did it gretzky did it on almost every team he won, like, with the St. Louis and L.A. Like, But he brought L.A. to the fucking finals a few times. It just didn't yeah. work out. Well, and that's just fucking... like, he couldn't do it without the Oilers, without that team. You know well, what he I did mean? with the Rangers, Gretzky man. He did so... it once without us. But, like, these great players that we had, you're, a great player is great, but you need a great team. Yeah. And that's, like, yeah. goaltending, defense. Like, every, it just has to be the perfect recipe the Stars have to align. And if it doesn't. Yeah. Like, and also two players can't fucking do it. No. You need all lines firing. You need yep. everyone to be on the, and Team you need court. a reliable goalie yep. and you need a, re, uh, you need all of this stuff yep. right now. Being a goalie in the NHL is fucking hard. And it's oh, really yeah. hard to say who the best NHL goalie is right now today. It any is, given night. It could be any, anyone, anybody could, it's a mantle that anyone could fucking take at any 100%. given time. You have a hot game. Are you the best goalie or were you just having a good day? Even a season. Yeah, you see players like goalies have great seats, and like it's a fickle position. It always has been. It's a tough one to maintain. There's no there. We had the greats, the Waz, the Brooders, even Carey Price. You know some of these great fucking goaltenders, but doesn't mean they're your guarantee to win. Yeah, 
But also, like, other times, like, great goalies also had great fucking teams in front of them. I don't want to take away from Patrick Waugh, but if you look at all the fucking teams he's had in front of them, they weren't fucking bad. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. No, and that's not like, true. And, like, you, you look at, like, like the Avalanche when he was there. You had Joe Sack and Peter Forsberg, like, uh, Milan Hayduk, who's... Take a fucking pick. They're probably eventually in the Hockey Hall of Fame for some fucking reason. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, it, like it's true. like, and then that, like, that's the thing. Uh, you or you look at the fucking Canadians, like Guy Carbono, Chris Chelios, fucking like eighties. Like, look at the eighty-six roster. Uh, fucking, um, it, it, it's unbelievable. Who was the? Uh, I can't remember the old GM for the Canadians, and he was captain at the point. I, whatever the the. Like the roster was unbelievable for the Habs yeah, in eighty six sure. and ninety three, and that continues on all the time. Like, and it's fine, it's great, it is what it is. But if you look at the roster for, uh, if you look at the roster for uh, Marty Brodeur, the years that he had, fucking Scott Stevens, Scott Stevens, yeah, and that's a great fucking guy to have protecting you. I'm not, I'm just <laughs> saying. Kidding. No, and that's I'm a just very saying, valid point to make all the good goalies be as great as they were. It, you got to look at the supporting cast. Yes, and but also you got to look at like other guys passing people the puck on who's these great goal scorers. Yes, yeah. some of them are individual efforts, but someone's got to get you the puck somehow, some way. And that's what that's I love true. about this fucking game. And and it's all of a design about like who can match. coming back always. Yeah, as the and then you got. And you got guys like Connor McDavid and uh, Drysaddle, and it's great that they're playing together. You got a real Yager fucking Lemieux cohesion there, and that's fucking dope. But also, you kind of got to fill the pipes in the back end, and there's not there. You have, like, Skinner's a goalie. He's a good goalie. I wouldn't say yeah. he's a good goalie. Now that he's out goalie. of his rookie year, we're going to see, like, that's going to have to be the recipe. Yeah. You know, and if that's can what, pull it out, sweet. If not, yeah. well, fuck, we might be looking at trading for yeah. someone. Yeah. And then you have to look at your defenseman, your top six D. Yeah. On, an, on another really team. Good. Yeah. Ekholm's a great get for us. Yeah. But you got to, you got to have a number two and a number three and they got to be strong. Yeah. Your top four D got to be fucking strong, man. 100%. Your top, your top two lines got to be fucking strong, and three and four got to be strong. But they don't have to be the strongest, but they got to be skilled and they got to do have the to fucking role in some way. Yeah, and that's the problem: is that Edmonton, as great as a team as they should be, they're not a full team. No, not the really. Bottom six. We have the top two. Well, five out of the top six players are always pretty decent. Which is good. That's a great fucking place to start. Yeah. But then, like, there's been so many years where the bottom six just fucking lets us down. They go out on the ice, a goal gets scored on, so the coach is like, "Hey, I'm going to shorten their ice time, but more ice time on the top two lines, which then tires them out, which then makes them not be able to produce as much as we'd like them to produce." And it's the same old nasty cycle, right? And it's like you put certain defensemen on the ice. And they make the same fucking blunder they make every game. And the other team knows that. So they just take advantage of you. Get that flute goal. Then our stars are trying to chase the fucking game. And it's like, you can chase and win a lot of games with that firepower of those two. But you can't do it every fucking night. You cannot. You have to have. And that's what we like. We didn't have a goaltender steal, steal a single game for us in the playoffs. Not one. 
Not one fucking game. And that's all we would have needed potentially is one fucking steal of a game from Stuart Skinner. I'm not putting it on all on his shoulders, obviously. It's also on the coaching staff for putting it all on a rookie goaltender's shoulders. You know, like give fucking Campbell one game for fuck's sakes. Give him one game. You know, like just see what happens. Like it's playoff hockey. Let him fucking try. But, that, you know, they went with the decisions. I'm not going to nitpick. It is what it is. We look forward to next year. It's just... These are the things that it's like we haven't addressed anything in the offseason. We've lost a couple players in the offseason. They sign like, you know, they're trying their best with the money they have, but we have such cap restrictions this year that it's like, I think, are we a better team going into next year than we were going into last year? I don't know. And that's what I also enjoy about hockey and the fact that it is an entirely a team game in the sense that it comes down to the, the GM making good choices with the fucking yeah. salary cap that Scout, you have. Drafting. The scouts, drafting. The coach working with the fucking team that he has. Yeah. The fucking like Looking it comes at, down to fucking. You have to look at the now and you have to look at the then. You have to try yeah. to like be prepared for not just this season. Sometimes you make a 10 year game plan. You're like, hey. We need to think fucking five years in advance here because we're not yeah. going to win today. But we can win tomorrow if we make a couple right moves. And that's why fucking 12-year-olds are getting looked at now. And it's fucking ridiculous. And they're having a whole fucking series of pressure to kids that they don't fucking need. They had that brick tournament in Edmonton, the invitational tournament. And everyone was just like, it was hype in the city for sure about it. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. But the, it's it's all this stuff that like hockey is this crazy fucking thing. And we love it. Fuck yeah. But it is, but it's. It'll drive a person to stay awake at night going like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. But like at the end of the day, if you can accept the fact that even if you have a winning recipe, sometimes you're just not going to fucking win. Yeah. And that's most, that's most hurtful and beautiful part of this game. There's a lot of great. You can go out there and be like, fuck, we should have fucking won that. Yeah. Like, but you know. You didn't, or like, fuck, if we just had 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. But that's the other beautiful thing about hockey, is that it is played in the allotted time that it's allowed. Like, if you don't get it done in fucking 60 minutes stop time, then you're not getting it fucking done. Sudden death is such an exciting thing, too, where it's like, you get the equal opportunity. Too bad, you don't get a chance to make it up. If they get one first, well, that's over then. You fucked up, you should have got it first. I love that. But that's the cutthroatness of the sport. And it's and that's what it is. And that's all it is. So, uh, anyways, yeah, we digress. Uh, yeah. On that note, big guy, I think maybe we wrap this week's up. Yeah, I think we got it. Um, right on. Well, I guess without further ado, I'm Sean Sides, and this has been one side of the story. And I'm Tom Sides. This has been another side of the story. Have a great week, everybody. sides of the story two sides of the story with tom and sean thanks for listening to two sides of the story if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe rate and review follow us on instagram at two sides of the story on tiktok at two sides of the story pod and if you want to send us an email, send it to two sides of the story pod. That's the number two sides of the story pod at gmail.com.